the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning, and this is the Tea Health Show with Chris Haven Smith and Dr. Mark. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Can't complain. You know what? It's um, if we look at the weather over the past weekend, uh, we must acknowledge that summer's on its way. And when I when uh, I planned the topic for the show, I thought, okay, let's talk a little about about aesthetics. Um, it's something that is very close to my heart. I've been practicing in the medical aesthetic field for the past 20 years. That's funny. I've been dabbling in the <laughs> medical aesthetics field for the last 30 odd years. And, um, you know, I think there's so much information um, that can be given t- to uh, our listeners about about the different aesthetic options mm. that we have. Um, we're getting ready for summer. Most of us are either uh, trying to lose weight in the gym, trying to look bigger or trimmer or firmer. If I see um, another chicken, chicken breast, brown rice and broccoli, I'm going to really... Stop going to, um, you know, at that fast food place. <laughs> so, okay, so let's, let's talk about aesthetic options. Um, I think uh, we start with the big ones. Yes. Uh, in part one of our show. And then in the second part of this podcast, um, we'll, we'll do the new kids on the block. I love the new kids on the block because it's so exciting. But I think there's a huge place for the tried and the tested. And, and we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to use the brand name Botox and fillers because those are the two biggies. That okay. So let's start with Botox. I think everyone have heard the term Botox. So firstly, what we need to understand is that Botox is actually a brand name. Yes. It's, it's a, like a Hoover as opposed to a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It's Panado or uh, that is Botox. Now, Botox is a registered trade name. So let's talk about neurotoxins. Okay. Yes. And when the first thing that we, we think, uh, neuro, to, uh, what did he say? Toxin? Yes, we talk about a neurotoxin. And actually, uh, when we refer to a neurotoxin, we're not referring to whatever they used to try and kill that, Vanilla, what, whatever that Russian names, uh, guy, guy's name is. Uh, oh, oh, the, the, the guy tried to, uh, uh, Rasputin. No, the Russian Putin tried oh, to. Oh, oh, okay. the new, the so we not we yes, not think okay. of neurotoxins in that way. The correct name is actually, or the correct term should be a neuromodulator. So, um, botulinum toxin. There's a couple of brands on the market in South Africa at the moment. We have only two, and that's Botox and Disport. Um, Worldwide, there's more, there's Vistabel, there's Azalea, etc., etc. Um, there's talk of a new toxin coming into uh, South Africa towards um, the middle of next year. And then there's an application for another uh, neuromodulator right. that's currently at the Medical Control Council. So we'll have four different brand names. What's the difference between Botox and Disport? Very little 
actually. Um, botulinum toxin A and apibotulinum toxin A. There's a slight variation in molecular structure, mm. um, but basically it's the same thing. So let's talk about um, toxins uh, as a generic term instead of let Botox or Dysport. Absolutely. So the first thing that we think about when someone says Botox is we think um, Goldie Horn in um, any of any of of uh, movies where nothing in her face moves. I I I love that woman or Nicole Kidman, what she used to look like, where you know what everything smells except her face. So um, true. Botulinum toxin or Botox Dysport, whatever you want to call it, um, works as follows. It is a neuromodulator because it stops the communication between nerve endings and the end muscle. Okay? Okay. From the nerve endings to the muscle, the end muscle. Yeah. So... When we inject this into um, uh, an area, the communication between the nerve and the muscle ceases because of a, uh, a chemical process. The, the neurotransmitter is not released, okay, and it doesn't bind to the muscle. So the muscle basically does not get the message that it needs to contract, mm. okay. Mm. So we use... Botox for decreasing muscle action. Okay. I start my consultation when I talk about toxins with the following words. The first thing we need to know about a neuromodulator, a toxin, Botox, Dysport is it is safe. Absolutely, because there's such, uh, you know, there's always the naysayers out there. It is safe. The safety lies in the way that it works. Right. Okay. So it stops the nerve ending communicating with the muscle. The moment that nerve ending is inactivated, the body produces a new one. So nothing that we do with a toxin or with Botox or with Dysport is permanent. Right. It's always, it reverses itself. And in that lies the beauty and the safety. Which, which, which is interesting because you, you know, um, as, as a veteran Botox user, I've, you know, it does, it lasts for three to six months, the, the actual effects on me. And I mean, I know it's different on a lot of people, but three to six months, um, after the third or fourth month, I see that the little lines are, fine lines are coming back again. And they keep, you, you know, you, you, you see it. And, and then I'd, I'd use my puppy dog eyes and look at Mark, Dr. Mark and say, I'm looking so cross. And or so you actually <laughs> just lift your eyebrows. So, <laughs> um, eyebrows. <laughs> you know what? It's a very good point that, that you just raised. So let's carry on. Uh, you know what? I want to circle back to longevity of mm, these products mm. because it does vary from patient to patient. Mm. And certain things uh, decrease or increase the action. Okay. So we know that it's a neuromodulator. What is it used for? So... 
toxins are used for the treatment of dynamic lines. In other words, a line that forms due to movement of muscle. Right. So, in South Africa, we have registration for treating only select areas. Okay. Oh. So if we look at the face, yeah. we have registration for what we call the glabella frown. So to explain what that is, it's the line that forms above the nose between the eyebrows. It's a vertical line. Sometimes that it's an 11, 11 <laughs> or sometimes it's a 1. Yeah. Okay? So that is your glabella Frown. Right. And then we have for what we call crow's feet. And those are the laugh lines that form around the eye area. In my case, nothing could be that funny, but yes. <laughs> they, you know, like Patsy used to say, um, darling, I, I, I don't have to pay for my emotions in uh, wrinkles. So. Exactly. Um, okay. If I'm, if I'm, and I might be wrong. I think I'm correct. I think we have registration for the forehead lines, which are the horizontal lines mm. that form on the forehead. I think we have registration for that. I mean, that. I've got a very mobile forehead, so so I have very distinct okay. lines there. Yeah. Okay. So what else do we need to know about Botox? So we know where we can place it. And then we can place it between the eyes for the for the frown that makes us look angry. We can place it around the eye area on the outside for those crinkly um, smile lines. Mm. And it's widely used for the forehead area. Okay. There's lots of other places that we use it. Um, and we'll go into that in a couple of minutes. The next thing I tell my patients is the onset of action is delayed. Yes. Okay. So you are not going to have a Botox injection and wake up tomorrow morning with a wrinkle-free forehead. Exactly. It takes time for it to start acting. Why? Because we decrease the activity of the muscle through stopping the nerves communicating. And that takes a little bit of time. So onset of action is delayed. We usually start seeing... Something from day four onwards. Yes. And, and I, I was going to say, for me, it's normally day four, day five that, that, that I say, oh, okay. We can start yes. seeing it working. Yes. When we get to day 10, we're starting to see more action and we only achieve 90% of a full action. After 14 days. Yes. So it's a progressive thing. I often have patients come in uh, after a couple of days and say, yeah, but my, my Botox is not working. And I say to him, but we've had this discussion. Mm. Please, if we put anything in now, um, it might have a, a complication. We've put too much in. Yes. So late onset of action Expect full uh, 
efficacy of your your Botox or your Dysport treatment after day 14? You know, it's, what's coming to mind now is it's actually a bell curve. Yeah. So, so it starts slowly and then it builds, builds, exactly. builds and then you, you've, you've got, and there's a slow, slow decline. And it is that slow decline. You don't wake up one morning with your face on your knees. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's right. It, and it really is a slow decline. And so it's, it's really works and you, you'll know. In and of yourself, when it's time to go for that top up or the ne- the next one. Yeah. So, um, what can I expect from my treatment? Mm. It's a little prick, tiny little prick. It shouldn't be painful at all. It is not painful at all. I often have new patients come into my practice and say, "But aren't you giving me numbing cream?" And I look at them and say. No, because, you know, if your technique is good, um, you do not feel the needle. We use an incredibly tiny needle. Um, and, you know, y- you shouldn't feel it. Um, well, I, I mean, again, I'm going to go pers- personal here. I honestly don't. It's There's a pinch. A slight pinch, but I think that's you pinching. Actually, me pinching. It's actually you pinching, and then then there's there's nothing. I have I have a well known singer friend who screams like a pug getting its toenails cut when when he has has it done. And I said to him one day, "Why do you do it?" He says, "It's only the thought of the needle." So, okay, so it's not painful. One of the complications that we have with toxins. Now, firstly, it is a tiny injection. Okay, um, there's always the risk of a tiny bruise. Yes, and those are the complications that we have with toxin. The rest of complications is the product being placed where it shouldn't. Exactly. So and in the old days, so, sorry, Mark. In those in the old days, you know, there were all these horror stories about people's eyes. Oh, we still see them and stuff like that. But it's getting less and less because if you go to the correct technician to do it or operate. not technician, <laughs> sorry, practitioner. practitioner. That's the word. Medical I was practitioner. For. That's the word. I was looking so, for. Um, again, when we talk about complications with toxins, um, bruising, sometimes, especially on new patients. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. At some point. Oh, I mean, I get I get a slight, slight, slight bruise, uh, and it's a it's it's it literally looks like a, a small freckle starting after after mine. I I do apologise for that. Okay, so there is a complication that not a complication, a side effect mm. um, that some patients experience, especially patients that do toxin for the first time, and especially on the forehead, and that's a slight headache. Um, lasts a day or two and you know what a normal um analgesic in the mm. form of either panado or an anti inflammatory um usually takes takes care of that. Yeah. Um then we have the bigger complications and those would be um toxin being put in the wrong place which gives us um too much relaxation of the muscle, especially on the forehead, we mm. see these. And that's where the brow feels heavy. That's number one. Um, so I'm always very, very cautious when I int- uh, treat a forehead. 
when we inject too much or too low, we can actually cause the brow to drop. Mm-hmm. And then the horrible complication is where we actually cause the eyelid itself to drop, and that's called ptosis. So those are the biggest complications that you have. Very interesting, and then we move on to fillers. Botox is used for so many things other than just the face. I use it extensively in my practice for TMJ, temporal mandible joint um, pain, or in um, Botox terms or toxin terms, it's called bruxism, where you bite down the whole time and you damage your teeth and you get these incredible headaches. It's registered as a treatment for migraine and tension type headaches, which I do often for, so for pain modulation in, in chronic migraine sufferers, it works beautifully. Um, then we go into more aesthetic treatments, um, where we use it for hyperhidrosis, excessive sweating, say, yes, yeah. um, which is fabulous. So if you are one of these men or women that, especially during this time, sweat excessively either on your hands or under your arms, you know, a, a Botox or a toxin treatment would work phenomenally well, last up to eight months uh, with one treatment, and suddenly you can wear a white shirt mm. without having to wear a T-shirt, or you can wear your summer frock, um, you know, and you don't have to worry about um, stains under your arms. Interesting, we are looking at it for obesity. We're using it for overactive bladder syndrome and a phenomenal thing for scarring. Yes, I've heard that. So um, when we have scars, keloid scars, hypertrophic scars, uh, accidents, uh, cuts, bruises, uh, you know what, we can use toxin to modulate how that scar repairs um, or that wound repairs. It's beautiful. It should only be used in the hands of an expert. So, But, But Mark, I'm going to stop you. Only be used in the hands of an expert, and I'm going to, we're going to underline this point a hundred times. So, Botox Disport in South Africa, Schedule 4 Medical product. It's a prescription thing. It can only be administered by a registered medical practitioner with a MBCHB degree. So, so, so no nurse. Yeah. A dentist can, you know, what some dentists do it. Um I have my own opinions around that. Sure. Um, medical practitioners, plas- plastic surgeons, reconstructive surgeons, neurologists, etc., uh, etc. Et so it is a specialist treatment. It's you not know, the lady who does your nails. It's definitely not the lady that does your nails, yeah. and it's not someone that does your facial. Yeah. So how do I pick a practitioner? You know what? There are very good practitioners around. Botox is forgiving to a point. It's forgiving because it's reversible um, by time. Yes. Once it's in, unfortunately, you have to deal with the effect and the effect the effect lasts anything from three to four months Mm. so um i i think we'll do fillers in our in in the next segment so let's let's stay with the toxins 
doing a toxin treatment looks very easy. If you do not have a very clear understanding of the mechanics of muscles in the face, you are putting your patient and yourself at great risk. The problem with injecting in someone's face is you can't hide it. Yeah, it's right there for everybody to see. Um, and it lasts. If the toxin is in, you cannot reverse it. Mm. Unlike fillers, you cannot reverse the toxin. For Just ask anyone that had a heavy brow. And believe me, I've had one which I've given myself. Um, I've given a couple of patients the sensation of a heavy brow. And, you know, it, uh, in the 20 years... A couple of patients who came and said, okay, fine, you know what, my one eye is a little bit smaller than my other eye. You need to learn your patient, you need to learn the anatomy of a patient, and you have to understand how that patient's specific muscles works. There's a lot of Botox parties and mm. um, specials on neurotoxins by what I will call out as unethical practitioners. Yes. The first thing is Botox, Disport, both of them registered trademarks, schedule for medical um, products with a single exit price. They cannot be discounted. Ah, okay. Okay. So there's a, there's a going rate. And the going rate varies um, from area to area. Sure. And speciality to speciality. In the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, you will pay anything between 85 and 95 rand per unit. In the West Rand, the East Rand, um, you know what, you can most probably go to about 80 rand um, and up. When we go into the realm of specialists, your plastic and reconstructive surgeons, some of them can go as high as 110 rand. Right. Okay. And, and uh, just, just to put it in context, for your first... Treatment. How many units would would you, would you look at? Right. It really depends on patient to patient. Sure. There's standard um, procedures or standard protocols that we use. When we look at the eye, the crow's feet around the eye, mm. the international recognised amount of units is twelve units per side. Okay. So that's usually twenty. 20 to 24 units that will treat the crow's feet. So to do your crow's feet, you're looking at in the region of about two and a half thousand rand. No. Well, you know what? Somewhere I would say between one six for a very good price, but you know what? Go to the south and an inexperienced injector for that. Um, in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, and I'm talking Santon, Brinston, mm. um, I've, I'm talking southern suburbs of Cape Town, uh, KZ in Umschlange, those areas, you will pay, uh, from 85 rand upwards, mm. um, for, so anything I would say between one six and two thousand rand for your eyes. 
Okay. I mean, okay. Practitioners that sell it for less than that are either inexperienced or um, a little bit of a charlatan. Or they're watering it down quite hectically. Okay. So let's move on. Everyone can do their own price. Then we have um, your glabella frown, which is that 11, that angry look that you have. And the standard use there for females is 20 units because we have muscle complexes that we inject. Um, And uh, for men, it can go up to 25. When we look at a forehead, the international recommendation is 20 units. In South Africa... I I know very, very few practitioners that put 20 units into a forehead. We used to. When I started 20 Mm. years ago, it was standard, 20 units, and and we never had a problem. When everybody was... Yeah. Flat. There was no expression. No, it's anywhere between eight to twelve in women, men sometimes up to fifteen. Okay. So when we look at something like uh off label uses for toxin, we can use it, as I said, for bruxism, where we inject into the masseter muscles. I often use it to slim down a woman's face, to give her back a heart-shaped look. We use it in platysmal bands, these these strings that from form in the neck area. Yeah, yeah. I love using it for that. Internationally, we're starting to see it used for changing the shape of a shoulder. Um, f- taking a woman's very square shoulders dropping and them dropping them slightly. Um, as I said, I use it widely for, for migraines, tension type headaches. Um, ages, you know what, when you start forming lines, um, or seeing lines, it's a brilliant preventative treatment. And you know what, I use it up to about the age of 56, uh, 65, and then I start using other treatments. So those are our toxins. So let's quickly recap. Firstly, it's safe. The safety lies in its action. It doesn't last for six months, as most of us want to believe. It lasts somewhere between two and a half to four months. Depends on your diet, your exercise, etc., mm. etc., et your metabolism, and um, side effects. Very little. It's about who puts it where. So let's wrap this one up. In the next section, in about five minutes, we're going to start talking about filler treatments. Um, there's different ones, and we'll start with what's the difference between Botox and filler. Lovely. Look forward to it, and we'll see you in part two. This has been the Tea Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith, sponsored by the Tea Clinic. For more information, contact admin at theteaclinic.com.